Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Is Zelina Vega returning to WWE and is Andrade heading on over to All Elite Wrestling? I am Luke Hunter and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment. Guess what, folks? She's just taken on a new job this week on top of all of the other jobs that she has. Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? I felt so bad. I came on today and I was like, Luke, I need to be out of the stream by this time. I got my next job. I got to go. And I snoozed today for like a whole hour. I was supposed to be up at six. I didn't get out of bed till seven. So I had an hour to get breakfast and to get ready. And I was like, had you woken up earlier, you wouldn't have been rushing to get ready for the show. But <laughs> made it. turns out that in 20 minutes, you can flat iron your hair, do your makeup, and at least look like awake. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how I get ready for each one of my shows that I do. Basically, it's I just get air. I just get a cup of tea on the go. I had 10 minutes before this stream start, and I was like, I need to go make myself a cup of tea. Otherwise, I'm never getting through this episode. See, it's just not fair what the girls got to do compared to the guys. <laughs> like, I had to go. I was like half asleep doing my hair. I was like, oh. Denise, I am, I am not going to sit here because, like, I would kill for a hair routine. I would love to have a hair routine no, in the morning. No, you don't. No, you I, don't. It's oh, I would love a hair routine. I would love to have had a hair routine this Fine. morning, but I you don't. Next podcast, I'm going to come on here without having done a hair routine. Whatever I wake up with, I'm popping on with. <laughs> Dude, and I bet you will look like you'll look fine regardless. I think you're going to look absolutely fine regardless. I highly doubt that. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, be on. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Zelina Vega because... So she was released last year, uh, last November, October time, because she had a dispute with WWE. They wanted to control the Twitch channels that all of their um, stars were using. So she kind of like revolted against that a little bit. And she was like, I'm not really down with this sort of thing. And like almost as an act of rebellion, started an OnlyFans page as a way to like sell her cosplay photos and stuff because WWE's wording 
was just like Twitch and Cameo. So she was like, well, ha, 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 I'll just do it this way instead. Then I'm going to go there. And in the end, she got fired. And then she started talking about like unionization. She was publicly meeting with like union reps and things like that. So lo and behold, I was so stunned by this. Sean Rossap reported yesterday via Fightful Select that it's been corroborated by many other sources. She is probably on her way back to WWE. I think the magic question and the question that everyone is thinking is what changed? What yeah. changed? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know if maybe it's kind of an icky situation if you think about it, because she left and, you know, she was like, hey, I'm all for, you know, people unionizing and all of that and for the talent. And, you know, for us, if we're listed as independent contractors to really have those independent contractor freedoms that we do have, you know, and now it's kind of like, well, she's going back. So now you got to ask yourself, did something change on that front in terms of maybe she's either a not as just maybe doesn't feel as strongly as she did in the beginning about that or B, maybe there was some change in WWE, which to me does not feel like something that is a possibility. I don't actually think there was a change in WWE. So it's kind of like there, I have a feeling that once this all unfolds and there's no changes, I won't be surprised if there's a little bit of like criticism or backlash from people that are like, okay, well, what changed? Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, and I, I have already seen some people kind of like, you know, have you? Uh, yeah, some people like online, like not like they haven't sent anything to me or like, but I have seen people online being like, you have sort of turned your back on like the, you know, those sort of core beliefs that you had about like unionization and you like you left for a reason. Like you almost like you were kind of like the one who stood up to the system, like almost like in a CM Punk style way, like you, you, they wanted you to do this and you said no. AJ Styles shut his down. Cesaro shut his down. Everyone shut theirs down. But Zelina Vega was like, uh, no. And Paige is the other one who was like, no, as well. And she is employed, but she's not, like, she's not really featured much on TV anymore. And so I think there are people who have kind of like revolted against her going back. But like, to be honest, if, if she's happy going back, and like you say, if there's something that has changed and she will like, you know, maybe she can get a deal where it's like, she can also do her Twitch stuff as well. And like her work with WWE isn't going to interfere with that. Then that's great. Like I've got, I've got, I share no ill will towards her, like making money and, and getting work. Yeah. And like, you just don't know the situation in terms of like, it's not easy to be the person that's like, I'm standing up for this because when you're the person, whatever the cause may be, you're the person who has to uh, really make those sacrifices. So I think maybe she was even put in this situation where like, yeah, she felt strongly about it, but at the same time, now it cost her her employment. And I can't imagine that being something that like you're totally okay with. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's costing you your job and not just your job, but your dream job in general. That's even grander. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's pro she probably wasn't put in like an easy situation. And who knows like what, you know, she felt whenever they circled back with her and were like, hey, let's do this. Let's have you come down. And I'm sure there's so much more that goes into these types of decisions. Yeah. And like the other thing we don't know as well is like, what's the nature of her 
going back to because like she's been filmed walking into the performance center and she was there with Simone Johnson, who is the daughter of uh, the rock. And I've seen a few people as well speculate that maybe she's just there to do stuff for the video game. Cause you know, she was the stand in for AJ Lee when they did the fighting with my family uh, movie where they for page. So like, maybe there's just something that like, she's not heading back to WWE. She's just there to do some work. And that work happens to be taking place at the performance center. So that's one theory I have seen online, but according to, like Sean and Meltzer was in the Observer today saying like others in the become others in the company this is a direct quote others in the company believe she is on the verge of returning so here's the thing too I feel like she has to be also because if you think about it it's like let's say a company releases you are you really going to go back to fill in just for this little thing like I'm not Russell talks like peace Denise and then they're like hey <laughs> come do this I'll be like screw you peace you know like we you couldn't even get you on Quizzle we can even get you on Quizzlemania ah, this week. Sorry, no Quizzlemania this week. Y'all let me go. I'm gone. Peace. Unless you call me back. You know, it's it's kind of like that. Like, think about it. Like, think. I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm too proud or what. But I, like, I would just feel that way. Like, unless there's a possibility of me actually getting a full-time job out of this, I'm not just going to be like, hey, I'm just going to show up and do your little, you know, do you a favor. Mm-hmm. The other is like I found this quite interesting. This was also in the Observer. I don't know if you've read this yet, but um, so according to Meltzer, uh, Zelina Vega or Theo Trinidad was contacted by AEW, but she said she was under contract, a short-term contract, but didn't say who it was with. The implication being that it may not have been someone in wrestling and left things open-ending as far as in uh, interest down the line. So yeah, apparently she was also in talks with AEW at one point. Yeah, and I feel like I had seen that at some point, but. I- I remember Dave talking about the fact that she had gotten a short-term contract elsewhere, but that gave alluded to the fact that it wasn't anything wrestling related. And part of me was actually waiting for that announcement. I think that's more of the lines of, I was wondering like, Oh, okay. Maybe she's going to announce, I don't know, a movie, a TV role at some point soon. And I was curious about like what that could be. And the only thing that I could think of that was like a short-term deal could deal could be like some sort of, whether it be like some sort of modeling gig or whatever the short-term gig could be. But I think I was expecting more of that. And even, even uh, you know, I was also expecting to see her on AEW. And I know that's such a generic thought and everybody was probably thinking the exact same thing, but your brain can't help but to go that direction. And I remember like uh, like recently too, like this this week, I was still talking about like who would probably be who would probably be Jade Cargill's manager. And I know a lot of people and myself included were like, oh, it's probably gonna be Thea. It's probably gonna be Thea. Uh now I switched, but you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like this came pretty quick and kind of out of nowhere. I really was expecting her to go to a different direction, especially considering how everything ended. But then I also remember watching her Twitch stream right after she got released, and she was like pretty um, you know, she was devastated. She was, yeah, she was emotional about it and she put it out there. And uh it's like you you just don't know how she was feeling. Like, yeah, like people were seeing her as like this hero, but with hero comes a price. Well, there's also the other argument as well as oh, you know, the other possible theories that yeah, she is returning to WWE, but she's not going to Raw or SmackDown. She's going to NXT. And like in NXT, there might be slightly different rules. I believe like uh, Adam Cole, I think, still does some stuff on Twitch because like NXT's rules about like what you can and cannot do outside of these four walls, the performance center is slightly different to what the main roster contract is. So maybe it is a case of just like, well, yeah, like I'll go back to WWE, but I'm going to work in NXT because I still want to be able to do this, that, and the other. 
I have no idea because like to me, it's like, I don't know. It's not fair, I guess. I feel like everyone, but then at the same time, the NXT people aren't making that main roster money. Their, yeah, no, their no. prices are totally different. And, you know, some could argue it's definitely not enough to like have a pretty livable lifestyle. And so, I, but at the same time, it's kind of like, dang, like I can't imagine being that fair all across the board. Like, hey, you can't, you mm -hmm. can't. Like, I would be sad. I would be sad if people were like, hey, Denise, because you're on the Friday Wrestle Talk show and you're not on the Monday show, you can't have your YouTube channel. You're done. <laughs> you know, like little things like that. And then, you know, somebody else will be like, what? They can have their YouTube channel and I can't. You know, yeah. like, I think that's how I see it. Just yeah, I mean, we're a very fair company here, Denise. I mean, me and Ollie had no, a chat. I'm, like hiding. I'm turning you guys into a corporate villain, man. Sorry, no, bro, you can do instant culture. You can do instant culture. You can go and do the fightful show. We're not going to stop you from doing it. That's so funny. <laughs> Me and Ollie actually had a discussion. Like when, like the whole Twitch thing kicked off. Like Ollie just got like one day just before we started a podcast. It was like, you know, if you ever want to plug any of the projects that you're doing, just say them on the show. Like don't try, don't have to like clear it with anything because we shouldn't be like what WWE are. So plug your podcast away, which is why I'm like, hey, book me on Cameo because I'm I'm on Cameo, guys. Book you me on there. Afraid to promote yourself and I, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, no, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to do it. But I like before a stream would start, I would say to Ollie, is it cool if I mentioned my podcast on today's show? just be like you know just to kind of give him the heads up and be like you know i do this other podcast outside of it uh, just as a you know as a common courtesy thing uh, and in the end he was like yeah you know what like you don't need to ask like it's and it's it's i'm glad that you you know it's very polite that you did but just just say that you're on cameo i was like cool i'm on cameo then <laughs> you know what? i guess that's true because like every like platform has like their own different rules or not even rules but like I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> All I know is that I'm painting corp, uh, painting Wrestle Talk as the corporate villain for today. Sorry, I needed an example. <laughs> I needed Absolutely an fun. example it's, to apply to the situation. It's a good example to use. Um, so the other thing from the Observer that, that we wanted to talk about. I'll McMahon now, though. <laughs> So the other thing we wanted to mention from the Observer, and it's kind of like quite nicely connected to Zelina Vegas, you know, it's her former, uh, the person that she used to manage in WWE, Andrade Cien Almas. According to Meltzer, at the very least, he had just one line about this, which is, quote, there have been talks with Andrade and AEW, but not sure where they stand. Now, would you, okay, so first off, would you want to see Andrade go to WWE? Uh, sorry, to uh, AEW, rather. I was like, to WWE? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there, done that. See what happened. We saw what happened there. Uh, yes, of course. Yes. I mean, like, not only, like, aside, like, representation aside, like, I really do think that Andrade has the potential to be a big name if given the proper push and the proper opportunities there's no reason why he can't be one of those people that could be the face of a company if they gave him the proper opportunity so yeah i definitely would love to see him in aew and i think that they need somebody like him in aew uh i was i first thought like when all of this happened, I thought that it would be an automatic that he would go to AEW or that at least that AEW would reach out to him. 100%. And then for a while, I started thinking like, man, like maybe they're not. And I kind of got, I felt bad. I was like, well, why not? Like, obviously this is just my, you know, that was just my personal assumption. And I started thinking like, why wouldn't they reach out to him? So now having this confirmation that they did, I'm like, well, yeah, it makes sense. I'm not surprised whatsoever. And I, if, 
it should be that way, though. You should go out and talk to these people who are free agents and see, you know, what they can offer, what you can offer, and how you guys can, you know, benefit from one another. So I do yeah. think that it would be a great idea if he were to do something with them. And one of our moderators has just pointed out there's like, you know, Andrade is teased going back to AAA and AAA have a relationship with AEW. Kenny is their top champion at the moment. So like, and he has challenged Kenny for that title for Triple Mania. So it kind of like already makes sense that the, the two parties, well, at the very least, Tony Khan or whoever it is would have said to Andrade is like, hey, do you also want to come in and maybe like, you don't have to sign with us, but certainly do some shows with us. Because like, and one of the things I've seen a lot of people criticize about AEW is that they are almost too overloaded with talents. And like, there isn't enough TV time to push everyone on that show. Like it took a while for Mira. And like, we are in an age of instant gratification. So if you go into a company and you do not hit the ground running straight away, you're instantly seen as like, oh, well, they botched it. Like they absolutely like they, they absolutely bollocks that right from the start. Like that's what happened with Miro. Miro came in and he wasn't instantly like a top star. So everyone was like, well, AEW bollocks it. Like they absolutely like balls that up the walls. And like now he's with nobody. And uh, and I I agree. I don't think they had the greatest start with him, but I think that they have sort of shown that they can do that again. Like, you know, can turn that ship around. So I thought his his last few months have been great. But I also do think that, man, this company has so many guys and girls that could be like a top star. There's And there's only so many positions where you can be a top star. Exactly. And like, I'm glad that they finally got the mark right with Miro. I don't think people were like, oh, you know, you don't have to make them world champion day one. But <laughs> it's just don't also like build off of that momentum that he had coming off of this release. Like whether we like it or not, like when you get released, you kind of have like this buzz around you. Oh, yeah. Release, man. Yeah. So obviously they didn't capitalize on that, but they are turning things around for him. And it, it's not even one of those things where you're like, oh, this this person should just get it just because you like them or like this is a handmade thing. Nah, dude, look at Miro. <laughs> like, come on, how come? How come? Yeah. How can you not push the guy? But uh, speaking for Andrade, though, I do have a feeling that we are gonna see this at Triple Mania, this match with Kenny Omega. And I, Ooh. sorry, uh, I've never heard it said that way before. I'm just <laughs> I, I I I can't say Triple Mania when I'm like, what's well, Triple Mania? <laughs> Sorry, just caught me off guard. I'm just I, I'm so used to the wrestling landscape being controlled by white men that like I've only ever heard it called triple mania. I think last time I said something too, and you're like, oh wow, I've never heard it that way before. What was it? Wasn't I said Lucha Libre or something? I said something but it's also but it's also the, like, like Andrade as well. Like Andrade. I'm just like Andra Andrade, he's a lad. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person or one of the few people in like the podcasting world that even pronounces Umberto's name properly. And I actually say the English version of it, Umberto, but, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. I got off on a tangent, but no, seriously though, like, ah, dude, come on. Like that would be badass. And it would, it would draw, people would be excited and it would bring in eyeballs. I probably wouldn't normally watch. So that's cool. Mm. Too, so come on, yeah. like bring, Stop leaving money oh. on the table. Like we've seen this happen so much. Like let's not do that anymore. I think it is 100% almost a given that we're going to have Andrade Omega at Triple Mania. Like Say I just like Mania. Triple Mania. I just think like it is it's, <laughs> <laughs> Like it's I think great. it's yeah. Thank you very much. I think it's almost a given that we're like it feels like what well, as soon as you play that promo of Andrade being like, "Oh, hey, I'm challenging you for this match." 
if you then don't deliver on that match, like what was the point of the video package, right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. So I'm excited, we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out. (laughs) Well, let's dive into your patron mailbag questions. Thank you all so much. Oh, actually, should we do, uh, we've actually got one hyperchat in about this, so let's do that first. Uh, Where Planet Dan said, are they realistically going to push Selena Vega when she comes back? Unless she has been asked to be alongside her husband, and even then Vince will get bored and they'll be back at square one. I suppose my question is, what happens if or when nothing changes? Look, given the track record, there's a good possibility that nothing's going to change. Again, we do not know if there was some sort if if she is to come back. We don't know what agreements were made. Or again, if maybe she was just willing to say, you know what, I'll leave my Twitch. I'll leave my is she still doing OnlyFans up until the I, time? I, 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 I don't know. I, I've never actually logged on to OnlyFans.com. So <laughs> Neither have I. Neither have I. So I have no, I've never even, I don't even know what the website looks like. I heard of this. Okay. I like while back, <laughs> I had posted that I had just even heard of OnlyFans. Like apparently like after, I don't even know how long the platform existed and people were like WTF, like how the hell did you just hear about OnlyFans? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like chances are I'm not like a dude like creeping up on some chick. <laughs> like I hate be stereotypical but we all knew that's what it is so i was like what well, I'm, I'm gonna not sure they're creeping up i'm not sure they're creeping up like well, then what are paying, you doing paying for a service i guess <laughs> okay, okay well for example I'm sorry, I'm no, a little bit- for example every month i drop 10 bucks to dave Meltzer for the observer i don't think i'm creeping up on Meltzer because i'm giving him 10 bucks to read the observer but he's not showing you like well, you need, to, you need to, to you're getting oh, man, audio. You need... You're not getting the happy. Well, like you're not getting to see, you know, <laughs> the happy emojis. <laughs> okay, it's a different thing. All right. <laughs> I don't know, man. How am I supposed to know this? All right, I'm moving on from that. Uh, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy says, personally, I think anyone who criticized WWE for controlling their talents media has to either criticize Alina for selling out her morals if she goes back or call her a hypocrite. Either way, um, uh, either what they're doing is okay or she's uh, complicit in perpetrating it. So yeah, so I guess it really does depend on what the deal is like i'm not gonna be the person like it really does depend on what her deal with wwe is like if she's going back and she's able to do her twitch stuff i think it depends on what the we don't know what the machinations excuse me of their conversation are now i see there's just too many angles to take from this because it's like at the same time it's like part of supporting that it's not just for one person it'd have to be for everybody for it to be like a win right so at the same time it's like oh like I don't know. This is it's it's I know people are going to criticize and I can already see the arguments that people are going to bring to the table. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to back up what Sean said. here. was like, well, you know, Dave Meltzer is in shape (laughs) and you're not wrong. He's in good shape. (laughs) You know what? Go and get yourself an OnlyFans page and let's see. Let's see what you can be rating, whatever you see on there. One star, two stars, three stars. (laughs) That's what my OnlyFans page is. It's me rating matches. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I think some people would pay for that. You know, it's yeah, sure. go for it. I mean, in fairness, like the last, last uh, hope chat I'll read for now is from Poet the Poet's Poet, who says, Thanks for the cameo, Luke. My lady partner enjoyed your singing and was excited when uh, she showed my mother, who said that it was uh, that you have a better shaped head than I have. Um, what? Yeah. 
Oh, it's because I so I did a cameo for someone uh, yesterday and they showed it to their wife and uh, they enjoyed it because I sang their happy birthday. But what about um, head, though? I don't get it. Apparently, I've got a better sh- uh, better shaped head than uh, the person who requested the cameo. That's interesting. You know, now that I look at your head, it is a very nice shape. It seems pretty. Oh, thanks. Good angles, you know. I think you were sculpted from the gods, you know. He's got the perfect shaped head. They're going to make Greek statues out of him. Well, it's very and much he, appreciated. And I, he, I, 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 literally, in 500 years, people are going to go back and they're going to dig up the bones of people and they're going to be like, we need to find the perfect head and <laughs> be selected and you're going to end up in some museum and then they're going to ship your head to Mars to make sure to save it for future populations. Uh, incredibly flattering of you to say. I very like, I I, I rejected shaving my head for many years because I was like, I've got a weird shaped head. It'll look really weird if I shave my hair off. It actually looks fine. I was all right. I don't know what I was so afraid of. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Let's dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and uh, leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. Bad at my job. Michael is kicking things off this week, saying, what is the most disappointing match you can remember? Matches that were supposed to be dream matches that people had high hopes for, but ended up being disappointed. Mine is Michael's versus Edge at the Rumble 05. Dean Ambrose Brock Lesnar because I was really yes. looking forward to that match that was my match that I was looking forward to and I was like all right this is gonna be it and then I was there and I was like yeah boring so boring like and wow. you know like on a similar vein AJ Nakamura Wrestlemania oh that one yeah same thing same oh exactly. man like me and Ollie for oh weeks God, on I'm end we're just like what a dream match Okay, sorry. What, we were there going like, what a dream match. What, like, what an absolute like stroke of gold as well. Like, it's AJ Nakamura. They absolutely tore the house down at Wrestle Kingdom. This is going to be a barnstorming match. It's a WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. This is exactly what fans have wanted. And that match was so, so underwhelming. I think and all their matches continued to be underwhelming. Oh, I know. None of them were good. No. I'm so disappointing. No. Yeah, I second you on that one. And then, like, I mentioned the recent one between Asuka and Rhea Ripley because I thought that was mm. really good. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, I was wasn't forcing good, was myself it? to want to like it. I was like, force yourself to like it. Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter Mullins said, hey guys, recently the uh, Ask Reddit page uh, had a great discussion about what are the most obscure facts that you know. Uh, it got me wondering, as wrestling journos, I'm not a, I'm not a journalist, um, what are the most obscure, ridiculous wrestling facts that you know uh, that you don't think the other person would? Okay, so I got one, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid, okay? This is like mm -hmm. really stupid. But this was like I was like a kid, okay, and I used to get the WWE magazines, right? And there was a section where they had like they would do like questionnaires, and they were very inappropriate, by the way. Like I know some things because I read it off that magazine where I was like, "Why the hell was I reading about this as a kid? Like what the hell?" There was one I forgot what the question was, but it was to Kevin Nash. And they asked him for advice, I think, like, on traveling or something or something that he had learned from his travels. And in there, he said in the magazine, and this always stuck with me, was never pee in the shower because you don't know if it actually if the drain is actually going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my obscure fact. I read it in a magazine years ago, and it stayed with me for the rest of my life. Okay. I am not topping that. That is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, why they put that in there, but it made it in there and little Denise read it and it stayed with me. Well, I mean, I don't it's gonna... anything. I mean, I remember like a few other ones, but like, I don't care to repeat the other ones on here. <laughs> It's some sound advice. <laughs> it really is. Because I, I was like, you know what? It's true. This guy's traveling the world using all of these different, you know, bathrooms and toilets. And you just don't know what works. Don't piss in yeah. the shower if it ain't at home and it doesn't work. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, it's, uh, you're right. And like, it, I remember the honky tonk man. Um, he did a shoot interview with Raven. It's one of my favorite shoot interviews of all time. It's basically just Raven and the Honky Tonk Man getting drunk together and just telling stories. And they're going through like the the, the biggest list of wrestling rumors. And in that, Honky says, "Goes like I never get ice from the ice bucket machine 
if I'm at a motel, you know, like where they've just got like, you know, there's okay. gi- giant Why? like tubs of ice. Like I never get there because I once saw, um, ah, I once saw Greg Valentine pissing into one of them. And ever since then, I've never done it. And I've never got, I've never got an ice from there ever again. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm never going to do it now. Ever. I mean, I never did, but if I have the opportunity to do so, I'm not. <laughs> so oh, there you that's go. Disgusting. How is it that our both of our obscure facts were completely <laughs> gross? Well, I was going to say a different one. I was going to say, and only because I've mentioned it a couple of times on this show as well. Like, did you see the video that got like sh- everyone was sharing it around last weekend of the WCW show? It was called like Beach Brawl, and it was basically just like it was a one match card, and they had a battle royal, and it was like a ring right by the beach, and Raven was doing commentary for it, but it was soundtracked by Fear Factory playing Edge Crusher which is this amazing new metal track and like this industrial metal and like break up the edge crusher while they're having this and it comes down to like jericho and Rey mysterio and they're having this match while fear factory are playing this banging tune and i was like this is the greatest video i've ever seen in my life like I I, if, like when people say like if you could go to one wrestling show like if you could go back in time go to one wrestling show that's now my new answer i want to go to that event i want to go and watch raven provide commentary while jericho and ray mysterio are doing a battle royal while fear factory are playing edge crusher that's what i want to go do that sounds like your ultimate dream i feel that sounds about right that hits the mark there but i don't <laughs> know if that would be considered an obscure fact no, it's not because a lot of people saw it. I just yeah. like it was just it's my new one because it's my new favorite thing in the world. In fact, I'm gonna go watch that video after this. Um, Aaron said, Can we have Wrestle League bonus points for how many times the 24-7 championship will change hands during the priest lumberjack match? Well, that will all depend on whether or not truth is part of the lumberjacks. Where has our truth been? Yeah, that's true. Where has he been? I haven't even thought about him in a while. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Doomline. Now, Doomline, I'm going to apologize in advance here because I didn't quite fully understand what it was you were getting at. Because there's, it's less of a question; it's more of a statement side of things. Um, and I wasn't quite sure where you were sort of going with this, but it was like the. I'll, I'll read sort of the start of it, so you might be able to get the kind of an idea. But he says, "Hey guys, love the work in the shows, but one thing I do have to say: the current wokeness believe everyone all the time, except for a male thing." It's starting to turn me off wrestling. I've had several comments. Uh, I've heard several comments on this show that people still uh, don't want to see Velveteen. Or people people want to see Velveteen Dream fired, and it's hard to see Mike Tyson on Dynamite. And he kind of talks about like you know Mike Tyson was convicted, but it was just like, you know, kind of yeah. And he's like and Vel- like, but then I couldn't quite figure out what you meant by the Velveteen Dream thing. So I'm going to apologize, Doomline, but uh, I didn't quite understand what you meant. Also, like I don't. Um, and maybe there's, I mean, it might get me some heat from YouTube comments from certainly, but I just, I don't see woke as a bad thing. Like it basically, like if I'm, in the end of the day, it basically just means like you care about what other people feel. Like, I don't I think, think that's a bad thing. You, it's more of there's a double standard because it's like, if you criticize one person for something, you have to, cons- cons- you have to criticize the other person for equally the exact same thing. And that's true. Mike Tyson, from what I know, cause I'm not, I don't, didn't know much about him. I actually recently found out. I literally do not know anything about Mike oh, really? Tyson. Oh, wow. Like, I just know him. Like he's just a celebrity that you just know. I actually found out that he had been convicted about, you know, I think he like raped a girl or I don't know exactly. Did, yeah. what, I just found out about that like this month, actually. I'm not oh, even wow. kidding you. Yeah, my fiance told me because we were actually having this discussion about um people being too hard on some people and not being hard enough on other people. And so I was like, Mike Tyson did what? Like, I had no idea. So I was like, yeah, I like I wasn't like, 
now like that for me that does obviously not mm-hmm. sit well with me whatsoever and i'm not going to be rooting for the guy at any point in time so that was something that i just found out but i do see that correlation where like sometimes you'll let things slide if like they're your favorites or something because i mm-hmm. think of a couple more people that are like oh well they're a favorite so we're gonna let it slide and you know yeah you'll get the occasional twitter comments but for the most part you're like oh, i'm gonna let it slide or whatever so i do see that so i do get this person's point however I can't, I can't get on the side of, of like this Velveteen dream stuff. I'm sorry. He's got to go. (laughs) He's got to go. In the nicest way possible, bro. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The, the internal investigation. Yeah. Peace. Like I said, peace. All right. They're making it seem like, oh yeah, any person can just get accused of being with little boys or grooming little boys. Nah, bro. That doesn't just happen. Okay. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, Marcus Sol Campbell said, with AEW and WWE starting to have uh, fans back full-time in the near future, when do you think Impact will start having fans for pay-per-views and tapings? Um, It depends. I suppose when Texas say it's cool. Like, are they filming in Texas at the moment? What are they filming at the moment? I thought they were filming in... Uh... It's in Canada, aren't they? Why did I say Texas? No, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. well, it's been, oh it depends on where they're filming and they're, the place that they're filming said that it's cool. Like, in Florida, I think they've just, like, lifted all restrictions. So it is, like... Really? That's why, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure. I think that's why Daily's Place is allowed to have, like, the full capacity for Double or Nothing. Oh, shoot. I didn't even realize that. I'm a little bit. It is Nashville. Nashville. I was going to say Nashville, but then when you said Texas, I was like, well, maybe it's not Nashville. And I tell in Texas, right? Places. So I was like, I better not say anything. Okay. Well, also, oh, man, I didn't realize that. I know things are pretty crazy here because they officially announced yesterday that if you're fully vaccinated, you can actually go without your mask indoors and outdoors. So that was very new. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I went to a restaurant and I wore my mask and I sat outside, but inside was completely packed, no mask. And I was like, oh, shoot. I went in to use the bathroom and I had like my mask on, but I was just walking and I was like, oh, my God, like, should I even be in here? Like, oh my God, like, I'm, fully, like, I'm fully vaccinated and all, but it felt so weird. Like, I, I, I felt very, very strange. So I like went in, did my business, came out and left. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. A lot of pee talk on this show today. Uh, Alan Monsoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say something else. Then I was like, wait, no, I'm just going to bury my own self. <laughs> Alan Monsoons. Yesterday, hold on. Fun fact. Sorry. Fact. Obscure fact. Yesterday was the first yeah. day I used a public restroom in over a year. I went in there and I was like, oh my God, this is so strange. Public restroom. Don't sit on the toilet. Also, we've got your new t-shirt. Arrive, do business, leave. Uh, Alan Monson says, uh, hey, Team Nick, I was wondering what would be the most effective way to book a two out of three falls match. I personally think adding stipulations for a particular third or the final third of the match is the way to make it the most effective. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if this comes off the back of the two out of three falls match that we had on NXT this week. Because like both me and Tempest, when we reviewed the show, was just like, they did, you know, Escobar got the first fall and then instantly Kushida got the fall right back. So I'm like, cool. Well, so what was the point of the stipulation then? Because like, yeah, they, like did the, they did the like the Lucha style of way where it's like, oh, you take forever to get to the first one. The second one comes immediately. And then bam, you know, eventually you get your third one. 
So that's what I like. I noticed right away, and I actually kind of prefer it that way. So oh, I really, it, yeah. I prefer like I mean, for me, the greatest two out of three falls match ever because it's the greatest wrestling match ever is Omega Ricarda. Like that for me, that is how you do a two out of three falls match. That is just a perfect. That's more of like it's so rare to have something like that oh, yeah. though. It's not like that's only happened once. That every single no no know, on your random NXT show. <laughs> uh callum said it's been a while um since there's been some friends chat on this show so i would like to know what's your opinion on the joey rachel storyline i really liked Wait, it that and what should did... not be the question at hand at the moment well i'm friends reunion holy hold denise denise hold Lady on Gaga's De- gonna be appearing denise denise, denise the right. very next question is oh. from jonathan hedman that says um could you be Sorry, any more God. excited for the friend <laughs> Did you be any more excited for the Friends reunion show? So we'll address Callum's question first, then we can talk about the reunion. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> what did you think of Joey Rachel? I I love. I know it gets a lot of heat, but I liked it, man. I thought it was really cute. If I could barf about anything, just instantaneously barf on the spot, it would be Rachel and Joey. That was so awkward. That episode were there. Um, when it's Ross doing his speech and they're in, what is it, Bermuda? Where are they at? Not Bermuda, Barbados? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bar something. <laughs> All right, they're somewhere, okay? And, um, okay, that scene when they're in the hotel and they're, like, making out and they're, like, being all secretive about it. Oh, it grosses me out. I can't even watch it. I fast, I skip that episode. Like, if I can, I will skip that episode. I do not like it. I did not care for seeing them make out and stuff. I thought it was gross and I didn't want to see it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was very sweet. And I I, I thought it was like, it was the most uh, human Joey had felt as a character. Pretty no. much like the entirety of friends. But they were friends though. And they had such a good relationship. Why did they have to Monica and Chandler. <laughs> What? So were Monica and Chandler. They were friends. Yeah, that was different though. <laughs> it was different. They were friends, but they were meant to be more. The, Joey and Rachel should have just been friends and they should have just stayed friends. Okay. Well, that's what they, they decided. Friendships. That's what they worked out. That's why I think the I think the storyline is really cute and sweet because it's like no! three episodes. It's where they're like they were like, okay, I'm in love with her, and I don't really know how to act. I don't really know how to process that. Let's give it a try. Do you know what? This didn't work. We are better off as friends. Like that is a very like real life thing. I think that's a, that's quite nice, really. After Sapphire only asked, lasted those two three episodes. Even the showrunners were like, Bleh, we can't even watch this on screen. <laughs> um, but anyway, are you excited for the reunion show? Yeah, I am. I'm curious. <laughs> I watched the little teaser, the 41 second teaser. And I was like, well, this is boring. I was hoping for a little bit more. But they were kind of, you know, obviously just saving everything. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was last night. I was recording a podcast uh, with my friend and I was like, oh, they've announced the reunion um, lineup thing. And then, oh, man, I just saw all of the guest stars. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm out. Um, I'm I'm done. Wait, like, let me. What's the guest like, list again? I'm trying to so remember. I, I was like, it's like David Beckham, and it's James Corden, and it's Lady Gaga, and it's BTS, and it's a load of other people. And I'm like, I don't like the only guest stars that I'm interested in: Elliot Gould, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, Tom Selleck. Like those are three. Do you know why I'm interested in those? Because they're characters from the show. I have no interest in seeing James Corden on that show. I have no interest in David Beckham being there. No interest in in all of the. I'm okay. out. Like I'm done. I'm 
don't care about David Beckham. I'm indifferent. Justin Bieber. I do not want to see Justin Bieber. BTS. I'm curious. James Corden. Uh, I think he could work because he's really funny. Cindy Crawford. Oh, no, no, Denise. I will stop. I will turn this car back around. What? We what? are going back James to Winnipeg. Corden. James Corden is the worst, absolute worst thing. Like is we he got. Really? We- he doesn't seem wor- bad to me. We turned, we 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 threw him out of our country because we were like, nope, I'm done with this guy. Like he is awful on television. Get out of here! And he went over to the states, and you guys accepted him, and I've never understood why. I thought he was really funny. Okay, hold no, on. No. Let me go to the rest of this list here. One second, because I had to copy and paste, or else the video was going to come up here. Okay, so it was James Corden. Okay, so I said I'm fine with him. Uh, Mindy Kaling, fine with her. Lady Gaga, so excited. Kit Harrington. Why can't I remember who Kit Harrington is? It's from Game of Thrones. Okay, well, that's probably why. John okay. Snow. Tom Selleck. Oh, yeah. That's I obviously like him. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Wheeler. Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Hello. I am super excited about me, Reese Witherspoon. It makes sense that Reese Witherspoon's there. She's a character from the show. It's like if you announce Paul Rudd, that makes sense. He's married to Phoebe. He's a character from the show. Cara Delevingne, I like. Cindy Crawford, cool. Yeah, I just realized that I only saw Lady Gaga's name and I didn't even read the rest of them. (laughs) I do not want to see the Justin Bieber episode, though. It's only a one-time thing, isn't it? I don't care. I don't want to see it. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just one reunion? I thought that's what it was. I thought it was just like a... I thought it was just like a reunion special. I thought it was like multiple episodes. Oh, no, I think it's just like a one-time thing, which is why like the amount of celebrities they've announced for it has real turned me off. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seems to me like it's going to be more just to get like to pop a rating and to oh, yeah. also get a bunch of publicity. Like, oh, here's a shot of Justin Bieber and friends set. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not, not I interested. I think no they're going to take a lot of the focus away from the story. Because if what, if usually like a reunion special is like one, two hours, two hours tops, maybe? Maybe. I have no idea. It's on HBO Max. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to get a fair amount of time. Or maybe they could do like a, I don't really know what it is. I thought it was like a limited series type of thing. I have no idea. Um, Wesley says, I was watching NXT and got to wondering, what are some wrestling finishes you just cannot get behind? For me, it's a tie between Judas Effect and Karrion Cross's forearm to the back of the head. Rather dangerous moves that if performed at full power can be very bad for the person getting them. I don't think there's any move that I can't get behind. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I, the only one I can think of is MVP's playmaker thing that he used to do, just because it looks like it has zero impact on anyone. Like at all. Like you just gently land on your back, and it just, it doesn't look like a finisher. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I feel anything about any move that way. Actually, man, I cannot believe everyone is on side of James Corden. Huh. Oh, see, he's funny. Apparently, I'm in the minority here, but like everyone in the UK does not like James Corden. Really? Maybe it's like everyone. Your own people turn on you. That's just me. Every, everyone here is just like, man, that guy's not funny. Like, unless you like Gavin and Stacey, I guess. But yeah, he's he's, I think he's. He did a video that. with Billie Eilish where he was like at her house and then like she gave him his tarantula and he was holding her tarantula and he was like legit freaking the hell out. Oh, man. I was like crying in that video. 
The only thing I tell you is that, like, here in Britain, every time we see James Corden on something, we all, everyone will just ask, like, why is he still on stage? Like, why is he keeps putting into things? Like, He's how many like people work for him? He's, like, more famous than ever, I feel. Like, his I know. karaoke's are, like, every, like, stand, like, whatever fandom you subscribe to are, like, oh, my God, please, like, let my favorite artist, like, please appear on the carpool karaoke. Yeah. Um, Samplin, I served James Corden food once. He was a prick. That's what I've heard too. Um, oh, that's the other thing as well. Apparently, he's not a nice person. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, "We all know Denise's We all know Denise's controversial condiment choices for pizza or pizza. But what are your guys' thoughts on pineapple on pizza? I don't mind yeah. it, man. I don't oh, mind come it. on, Luke. Come on, it's come fine. On. No, it's fine. Disgusting. It's fine. No, no, it's pick it. no ew. I wouldn't pick it myself because I'm a straight margarita kind of guy, but like it's fine. No, I had like one time they all they ordered at my house was pineapple pizza because my uncle likes it. And I got it and I was like, oh man. So he was like, Oh, just pick them out. So I did. I picked them out. Ooh, I tried eating it, but the flavor and the smell was still there. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max says, I found myself going full circle on Orange Cassidy. First, I thought the gimmick was dumb. Then he started to grow on me. Eventually, I liked him. Now, however, I'm starting to get tired of him doing the same shtick. I don't see where the character goes as time progresses. I'm aware that most people still didn't like the gimmick and it has legs, but we know from the likes of Jericho and Taker that you have to change and grow to stay relevant. How do you think this character can evolve over time? Also, looking forward to the next Cinemania. We will be having Cinemania return again very soon because cinemas are reopening. So we're going to be doing Cinemania... Uh, Probably not this month, but we may do the first one. May have it back in uh, June. How exciting. Um, oh, I had my answer and then I lost it. Hold All on. Right. Okay, wait, what were we talking about again? Orange Cassidy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually with Orange Cassidy, it's not necessarily the character. I think it's more of sometimes how they work the character. Like I hated that whole thing with him and Kenny Omega just like two weeks ago. Um, or however many weeks ago, yeah, a week or two ago, it was I think. Two, yeah, it was two, yeah, it was two weeks ago. And uh, I hated that. I thought that Orange Cassidy looked so dumb in that because he didn't say anything. Kenny Omega took his glasses. I found that very insulting, and I just kind of felt like, all right, like if you're gonna have this like chill attitude and all of that, that's cool and all, but do something. Yeah, yeah, you still gotta stand up for yourself, whether or not this is who you are. I didn't like. Yeah, it. like. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't great last week, I guess. And like, you know, they had a real unfortunate time with the finish of this week, same where he got knocked out. And like, I and I, I give them quite a lot of credit. I said this on the show yesterday. I didn't realize it was a changed finish. Like, I thought it was the the planned thing. So like, I thought they did a really smooth process um, to kind of like get around that. So you know, I was really impressed by it. The, the Cassidy thing, I think, is interesting because I agree with, with you know, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm going to get your name wrong there. Uh, I agree with what Max said, actually, is that, yeah, you're right. Like Jericho and Taker have shown that you do need to evolve your character over time. What I would say, though, is that you don't need to evolve the Cassidy character yet because it's still over. Like when it gets to the point where it is like no longer over and no one's reacting to the shtick, that's when it's time to change it up. But as it currently stands, people still love it. Like he still is a ratings draw. He still like pops the crowd. So now is not the time to be changing it. Yeah, here reminds me of my little cousins. They look exactly like Orange Cassidy and they act like Orange Cassidy. So I could totally see him appealing like that type of fan. Well, they're mm -hmm. my cousins aren't fans, but if they were to watch, I feel like they would be interested in Orange Cassidy. 
yeah, I was wearing an Orange Cassidy t-shirt when I was at my parents' house a few weeks back because um, we were allowed to go and see them. And my brother was also there. And he, like, he was like, you know, asking about my t-shirt. And I, I explained Orange Cassidy and I explained the gimmick to him. And he was laughing as I was saying it. And he's not a wrestling fan, but he was like, really? um, he goes, yeah, he was like, he goes, actually, that sounds really funny. Uh, and then I showed him a clip of it and he was like, yeah, that is really, really funny. It doesn't make him want to watch wrestling, but he did think it was funny at the very least. So they can, it's got like, it's got wide appeal. Uh, I guess is the way to put it, because it's comedy, and comedy does have wide appeal. Uh, Lorenzo says, um, I, I just graduated wrestling school from the House of Truth with Truth Martini in January. I uh, debuted on the Indies this year, and it's been a ton of fun transitioning from a fan to a worker and still being a fan. I've got a YouTube gimmick, as I am a YouTuber. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel, King Forever Young. And my question is, do you, I have permission to host a Quizzlemania-style uh, game show on my YouTube channel with some other local indie wrestlers? I won't call it Quizzlemania, and I'll credit you guys for the idea. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Lorenzo. We did not invent quiz shows. If you want to do a wrestling-based trivia show, like you don't have to ask us to do it. We, we've stolen the idea from other people. Like, so yeah, like if you want to do a, a wrestling-based trivia game show, we don't. We do not own that patent. So, you're like, absolutely, go ahead, and I, I look forward to seeing it. So, um, but thank you. I mean, thank you for asking. Just be a gatekeeper and be like, nah, bro, you can't do it. <laughs> nope, no, absolutely not. Nope, nope. Us. <laughs> we invented answer questions. <laughs> we are the original quiz shows that. Family Feud and all of those shows. I was, I was trying to say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like a lot of the rounds from Quizlemania are stolen from other quiz shows. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Flame Inc. said, um, uh, I've been thinking, I feel that AEW is only, quote, good due to the fact that WWE is so bad. If WWE put on consistently great shows, uh, would AEW still be good? I'm not a fan of AEW, and I see them as the show I watch because the other show is awful. Thoughts? I mean, I'll be honest with you, Flaming Life, you don't like AEW, don't watch the show. Like, you, otherwise, you're just, you're wasting two hours of your time. Like, just go and do, yeah. you can go and do something. Like, I, I do this because it's my job, but if I didn't have to, I, I wouldn't have done. Like, I wouldn't watch all of the shows that I watch because I would do something else. Um, but I also don't agree with this idea that AEW is only good because WWE is bad. I, I don't buy it. I think AEW is good. I, I enjoy AEW because I think it's a great show. And, but I don't like hate WWE because I think WWE is a bad show. I just think the Raw is a bad show. And like this week's NXT was banging. It was a great show. But like NXT being a great show didn't make AEW a bad show. Exactly. I agree with you. I feel like, no, if AEW is good, they're good on their own without the comparison. If WWE is good on their own, they're good on their own. If they're bad, they're bad and vice versa. Uh, Mark Jones, um, somewhat of a quick question this week. I was uh, watching a series that the WWE Network do with their uh, list of the greatest women superstars and me thinking. We often talk about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Uh, my question is, if you could make a Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling, who would you have on there? My personal one would be China. Yep. Sure. Um, I know Trish Stratus has to go on there, but I was never really a big Trish Stratus fan, though. Like, as a kid growing up, I was a Lita fan. I was a huge, I mean, I was a mark for both of them. I really was. But I was, I was more of a Lisa mark than I was a Trish yeah. mark. But, like, now when I go back and watch old shows and I see Trish there and I'm like, man, what a star. An absolute yeah. star. And, like, so admirable as well because she came in from, like, the, you know, the, 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 the background that she had. But she was, like, wanted to learn. A lot of the women that came in didn't want to learn. They just wanted to collect the paycheck. But she's like, no, no, no. I want to learn. I want to do this and I want to do the work and everything. And that like really paid off for her. Yeah. So I feel like she has to be on there. So I'd go with China, Lita, Trish. And for my fourth, I'm going to add Becky Lynch. I am going to have Gail Kim on mine. 
because I think that she is like she was the women's revolution before there was the women's revolution in WWE like the stuff that she was doing and like yeah you could, there's a lot of women you could credit that to in TNA like Awesome Kong like the beautiful people and things like that the beautiful people like were legit ratings draws they were outdrawing the men on that show but I think that Gail Kim was like the she was the figurehead of that division and she was the person who really drove forward that change in TNA and like you know 10 years before WWE realized the women's wrestling could make money TNA were doing it and I think that is down to Gail Kim so Gail Kim would definitely be on mine that's a good one that's a good one. who's who else are you putting um yeah China I would definitely put on my list um I think like I don't think you could argue like you I mean, it's hard because there's two of them, but like you probably the Bella Twins have got to be like, I mean, because they are stars that like were also reality TV stars that were bringing in a new audience of wrestling fans who watched, watched wrestling just to see them. So I think that like, while I might not be a huge fan of their work and I don't watch their reality TV show, I don't think you can argue the success that the Bella Twins have had and have brought in for WWE. That is pretty true. I mean, I know like, a lot of people know who they are, obviously, and they're like big entrepreneurs and all of that. So you got to like, got to respect them for that. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the, like, my personal, probably not, but I think looking at a business as a whole, but also yeah. like there's like, like when you do the Mount Rushmore and like, you've only got four names that you can pick, there's like loads of names, like, you know, Bol Nakano we haven't mentioned, like Asha Kong, like there's loads of names that could, that could and should be on that list. But when you've only got four, it's very, very difficult to like, yeah. to like yeah. whittle down. Um, Alex Kirkman, I am, unfortunately, Alex, I'm going to skip your question because it's about so I don't know if you've seen, there's a news story going around at the moment that uh, the quote, the real reason why Bray Wyatt is not on TV at the moment. I haven't seen this actually. What's going on? Oh, uh, it's it's not like it, the, the rep. I saw some people talking about it and I saw Alex question this morning and then I saw um, someone tweeting out being like, ah, guys, I would check the source first before you start talking about the Bray Wyatt situation. And then I did check that it source from somebody unreliable. Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it came from Dirty Sheets. And so, uh, like, as soon as I as soon as I see it's attached to like Batty and stuff, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't touching oh, that yeah, with a barge no. pole. Like, yeah, no, absolutely not. So, so like, I guess uh, it's and it's not to bring it up. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, I ain't touching that. So I, I'm unfortunately, I'm like, I, I, like, I don't yeah. follow like certain websites. So I, I exactly, have, like, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> I think there's there's a reason why like reputable news sources have not been reporting on that news. Yeah. Um, Illy says, uh, my question for you two is what other great moments in wrestling history were accomplished with nothing more than a great camera angle or a meaningful look? Because it, it, uh, they were talking about the Sting Darby Allen moment from Dynamite this week. Um, they said, off the top of my head, I think about the mirror spot where Janetti turns to get revenge on Michaels and the Keith Lee spot where Balor is in the corner and Lee rises up into the shot like Godzilla from the sea and strangles him. Uh, for me, it's, um, it's McMahon with the lead pipe and the Hogan match at WrestleMania where he just like rises up and he's just got the blood pouring down his face and the sick evil smile. Like that is just like, you could show that to anyone and be like, you know what his character is. You know exactly who that guy is. I think mean, it's, it's just amazing. I don't know if I have one. I feel like I don't have a specific one though. Like, I think like the undertaker comes to mind a lot because he's, there were so many times where I thought like, oh, like this is it, this is it for this match or whatever. And then it wasn't. And you just see taker's face, like, ah, like all ugly and stuff, you know, but <laughs> thing that like always, like, I don't know why that was the first person that popped into my head during this. 
Um, and our last one for now is from Josh, who says, uh, hey, Luke, those articles you mentioned last week you did on TMNT got me thinking. Why did they change uh, to the UK uh, to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles? They did, well, Josh, did that? In the UK, I knew them my entire childhood as the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. And what? I was. It wasn't until I got the internet later on in life that I discovered that it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and actually that's what they're supposed to be called. So we had Are them as like the hero ninjas turtles. Band in London, yes, or what? They, yes, well, that's where they were. So we had. We went through a very draconian phase of uh, during the eighties and the early nineties, where our government essentially just like censored a lot of things, like violence TV and things like that, um, because of like, and it was particularly words like ninja or throwing stars, and like it, they were just like worried that it was. Was going to like um affect children in, in some sort of weird way so we had a lot of things that were banned in the uk and that was just one of those things we so it was teenage mutant hero turtles here in the uk our shows were also edited like the movie version of tmnt the 1990 movie version is heavily the uk cut is heavily edited um because they take out a lot of like the weapon strikes on people and like the the ending if like so in the um in the actual like ending of the movie where Shredder chase, like runs towards Splinter, he um, sort of like knocks him out and he falls over, right? Like with the nunchucks and stuff. In our version, because nunchucks were banned in the UK, that scene, that, that shot's excised from the cut. So it just looks like Shredder runs, trips over and falls into the dumpster. So me and my friends for years were just like, it's a weird ending to that film. Like it does like, it's a really like rubbish ending. But that's because we got an edited version we and we didn't know when i was watching on tv i did not know it was an edited version until i got the internet later in life and i was like oh right well that now makes sense now it makes sense well like the ending works now i am in complete and total shock <laughs> so sad how are you even a fan without the violence well it's we didn't know like oh, we were so just kids why is ninja bad but not mutant wouldn't it be the word well, well, also be considered bad Mutants aren't real, I guess, but like, you know, ninjas are. And like, yeah, nunchucks, like, nunchucks were like a banned thing in the UK. It was like a really like sort of taboo thing to talk about nunchucks and stuff. There was a nunchuck what? on TV. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it was it was a weird time. Like, but we had a very draconian society then. Like, you know, the video nasties movement where like it was, you know, banned it. The, like, newspapers run headlines, like, banned this sick filth. And we had a, a very sort of like hard line government that were just like, nope, this is warping the minds of children and we must stop it now. And actually, as it turns out, like it was never really changing anything. Like it was just. And just now do they go by? Oh, yeah. Killer? Yeah. Now, now, like, yeah, they're all of it's now the Ninja Turtles. Like the Hero Turtles was really just like that 87 series through to like when that ended. All subsequent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff has been called Ninja Turtles. How'd you feel when you found out the truth? Did you feel like betrayed by your like government? I don't, uh, well, a little bit. Can you can you feel for time with someone? Because I've actually got some proof of this. Um, yeah, bear with, bear with me. Time. Yeah, feel for time. Well, let's see. What should I say considering that I can't see the chat whatsoever? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I had nothing planned. It is Friday. <laughs> Luke's going to come back and this is going to be a disaster. But I am completely shocked about this teenage mutant ninja turtle story. I have no idea what people are saying in the chat right now. So I'm just, oh, there you go. Thank God, Luke. I had nothing to say. I heard. I, I, still I, still had my, I still had my headphones in. So I was like, I'm I hearing Denise just being. I was like, I don't <laughs> even know what people are saying right now or what they're talking about or nothing. I have no idea what's happening. So check this out. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for the Mega Drive here in the UK. Up the top there, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, the Hyperstone what? heist. Yeah. 
Wow. That is just like weird. Yeah. And it was weird. And it was like weird. Like, imagine then like discovering that later on in life that you had a different version of it. So what your American counterparts. I can't believe it. This is like news <laughs> to me. Like this is breaking news. Good it's improv, fine. Denise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see the chat now. <laughs> also, I would like to into pressure, sing something. You I'd also like to give a sorry. Gone. I was gonna say I'd like to give a quick what were you listening to last night? What were you listening to last night? Song in forever, Everlong by the Foo Fighters, and that's <gasps> what a had for like the longest time. It came up on the radio yesterday, and I was like the acoustic version, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, oh what a I was game. so annoying last night. I was just humming that like all night. That reminds me of like my teenage years, sitting around campfires, and like my friend would like playing out on the acoustic guitar, and like like when we were like you know first started drinking and stuff, and just like you know just uh, and and yeah, just singing that song. Oh my god, what a time, what a song, love it. Um, right. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Adam Blamplate, your uh, creation, in fact, because he has become a member of our YouTube Woo! channel. So I don't know if you've noticed this, everyone, but you can click a button that says join and you can join WrestleTalk's uh, membership because YouTube now has a membership functionality and you get like a little um, uh, emote because they want to be like Twitch. So you get like a little emote thing. So <laughs> cool kids. Thing too. Yeah, so that cool kids fun. like Adam Blamplate, they get a cool emote. So thank you so much uh, for joining us. We're actually looking for names to call you because we have like, you know, everyone's the SWAF nation. Mm -hmm. our, our patreon backers our pledge hammers so we're now looking for a name to give to people who become members andy datson has suggested members and when they when they uh sign up we would go memberg memberg oh I, suggest, I get it now but okay. i have suggested uh mem bloops like like the undertaker noise uh but ollie thinks that's a bit too clunky but i either way we're looking for suggestions so tell us what you would like to be called if you uh, do become a member I have no suggestions. As <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, and I was like, hmm, what would be a thing? I don't know. Right. Well, we have got to rattle through uh, these hyper chats because uh, Denise is so busy. She's got another job that she needs to go to very, very soon. Matthew says, uh, with Zelina, with the Zelina rumor, I could think of one thing. Have her go to NXT, manage Legado del Fantasma, then, mm. oh boy, you've got two factions with three men and a woman. Give me LDF versus Hit Row. Also, Santos should dethrone Bronson Reed, then Santos versus Swerve for the title. By the way, did, I mean, what did you think of Hit Row? I liked it. I thought it was new, oh. totally different from. Oh, you hated it? I oh, know. I loved it. It was my favorite oh, thing in wrestling. Said, oh, and I was like, oh, he hated it. No, no, my favorite thing in wrestling this week. It's my new favorite. Oh, I didn't like it that I, much. Oh, I adored it. It was so cool. I liked it. That was cool, and I thought it was different. But I won't go out and be like, oh, it was my favorite thing that I saw in wrestling this week. Nah, that's a little too much. But I mean, for the most part, I liked it. And uh, we've also had someone else sign up to become a member. Thanks. See everybody watch shout outs. Woo. Um, uh, we Mortal Kombat was absolutely fine in the UK, but thanks for asking. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was fine. Uh, Bezo Banks, uh, good morning, guys. God bless Luke for being the male Denise this week for Wrestle Talk. Thoroughly enjoyed him. Oh. Want to apologize for Denise for the pizza on Ranch Slander I made a few weeks back? I tried it last night and I'm never going back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff says, love you guys. Uh, do you think with a lot of the recent injuries in AEW, they will go all at WWE and start toning down the matches or, God forbid, banning of moves? I hope not. 
No, I'm sorry, but I like the violence. I like the blood. I love the. I love all of that stuff. I want more. The same here. Uh, Dylan said, uh, when you get the time, watch Extreme Rules 2009. More specifically, watch Jeff Hardy versus Edge and Christian versus Rey Mysterio. Both of those matches were great. Supremely underrated fuse. Also, where's Andy? I miss his puns. Uh, the problem is, Dylan, is that Andy hates you all and he doesn't want to see anyone. So uh, he decided to get off all of the podcast. No, I'm kidding, of course. Andy's a very busy man on the website and uh, he didn't have the time to be able to do the podcasts. Um, but we, uh, we're very sorry. Like, he's still with us. You know, He still works for the team. It's just that He's a busy, busy man on the website. Go to WrestleTalk.com. Rangers Mayhem said, great to hear the funniest wrestling podcast of the week. What are the chances of ELP winning the X Division title? Now he's the number one contender. If he wins, all the men's titles will be held by non-impact wrestlers. Unless Good Brothers win the titles. That would be very interesting. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I love ELP, so... I would be a total, I would love that because I'm such a Mark Pharrell Phantasmo. Like he used to, he does a lot of like the British indie scene. So I've always been an ELP Mark. I would be so thrilled for him to be the exhibition champion. You know, that gift that people were like ragging about, like when he was doing like the, uh, the old school walk around the ropes and he's jumping over people and does the death Valley driver off the top on this week's impact. I love that spot. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. You're like, woo, I like it. Yeah. I I, I was. Yeah. Um, Zakura Blood says, when Godzilla vs. Kong was all the hype and Luke's history of him loving the old Showa movies came up, it got me thinking, is there any other tokusatsu that you know? Examples being Power Rangers and the other Super Sentai, uh, Ultraman, Kamen Rider. I am, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like um, tokusatsu stuff that I do uh, enjoy, like particularly film-wise. If it's from Toho, then I most likely am a fan of it. But like, yeah, I'm, I love kaiju cinema. So I went through this whole period of my life where I was like just obsessed with getting all of the various types of kaiju cinema outside of just the Godzilla and uh, Mothra and um, Gamera and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Ultraman. Love me some Ultraman. And we've got... And any of the words that were mentioned. <laughs> I didn't English think you would. I, I didn't like... think you would. I just steamrolled over you there, Denise. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, Denise. I was like, thank I was... God, don't throw this to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Last week, um, we were having a big clear out. So I've, I've got rid of pretty much all of my physical media now. And I, I was, I used to- Like your DVDs? So, like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, my gimmick uh, in life used to be that I would spend all of my money on DVDs and Blu-rays. I had like, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 like collection and stuff. Like I absolutely loved and I loved them having on display. Over the last years, I have now completely whittled it down to, I think I've got like maybe 80 or 90 left and I've just like sold like a bunch of them and a whole load of them. Maybe it's more like 150 maybe, but I've got like, I've whittled it all down and I had another well, clear out of it. rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't see why you would want to still have DVDs taking up space in your house. Like, well, that's what my wife was asking me last week because I had another clear out last week when I was getting rid of some more of my um, my DVDs and stuff. And the the ones that I've really kept hold of are stuff that I definitely know will not be available on streaming service or I've got like an emotional attachment to or it's um, stuff that's signed or things like that. So like my Kevin Smith collection is like all signed by him and stuff. And I've got like lots of limited edition stuff. So I'm not selling any of that. Um, but I've got my entire Godzilla collection and I got it all out and it's up on my shelf now behind me. And I was showing it to my wife and I was like, look, it's so cool because here's my copy of Godzilla versus Hedera, the bootleg version that I got. And here's also the Blu-ray version that I got of it. No, and she was like, more cutthroat. You need it on tops, three collections, and that's it. Done. Everything else nope. is trash. 
And she was like, why do you need two copies of it? And I was like, because I've got the bootleg version. And I and now I've got a Blu-ray edition of it as well. No, but I need your feet to... of order, Luke. Don't no, order. I need to keep hold of the, the bootleg ones. Like because some of them have got like because it's a different cut. So I need to keep I've got to have the different versions of it. Watch it and memorize it and then throw it away. <laughs> I have like one DVD, I think. One. <laughs> one DVD. Everything else has been tossed to the trash where it belongs. Nope, absolutely not. Like I, I, I love. It. I've got like three copies of some of the uh, of some of my Godzilla films because I've got it on like various different things. Um, like oh, I've never told you I've got Ghostbusters on like multiple different formats and stuff. Like I've got it five times on VHS. I've got like every single Blu-ray release of I'm that film. I've got, on... you, Luke. <laughs> I've got it on Laserdisc. I don't even have yeah. a Laserdisc player. All you have to do is think of the item at question and think to yourself: Do I really need this? Do I really watch this? Like on a multiple basis, like constantly? If the answer is no, then you say, thank you so much for all of the great things you taught me. Thank you for all of the memories. Think of those memories, give it a nice tight hug, and then bam, trash it, trash it. Get rid of it, make space. What is that lady? She had the Netflix show. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, see, I hated that show. Oh, I hated that show so much. This lady got a show for doing things that everybody already knows how to do. I was so pissed. I watched that (laughs) and I was going to learn something. I'm like, homegirl, I could have had this show. I do this stuff. I was so pissed. Don't even talk. I I watched one episode. I was like, nah, screw this lady. I'm out. Last week, I was looking at a version of Ghostbusters on VCD, which is like a really obscure format and stuff. And I only spent 200 quid on it because it's rare as rocking horse crap. And That's I was like, quid. I want this. Sorry? Quid? You took like 200 pounds. Oh. It'd be like the equivalent of like maybe 280 $380 maybe or something like that. Maybe like maybe $280. You know but I was like $280. Oh yeah, buy lots of more Blu-rays of Ghostbusters because mm-hmm. uh, I've got I've got the Spanish versions. I've got Ghost. I've got like uh, German versions of the film. I that's it's a plane it's my ticket right there. That's a whole, that's like two nights at a hotel. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. The blue the bootlegs bring me joy, so they get to stay. Um, right, we've got a few last. One. Uh, Just no yes said. When is Sullivan Brown going to be on the podcast? Follow Denise Salcedo on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to get Sally on this show. That would think that'd be a lot of fun. If Denise ever takes a week off, which is very unlikely because she's the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise then does not take a week off. Sorry, Sully. Is... <laughs> yeah, misses no days off. Uh, Noble Matt says, "Who's your next uh, five TNT champions?" Uh, oh, that's a great, that's a difficult one as well. Um, Wait, question five next. Yeah. All right. Well, we just got Miro. We had Darby. We've had Cody. Um, I'm going to go with, hold on a second. I'm going to go with Ricky Starks. I'm going to go with Hangman Page, Brian Cage. And this is like no time period. I'm just thinking of names that would be good. Yeah. Um, I need two more. Who do I would want? Who do you want? I need two uh, who do I want to win the TNT title? Uh, I would... I mean, like any one of the Lucha Brothers, like Phoenix or Penta, yeah, I would love to see that because I'd love to, see, yeah, love to see them get either of them get a singles push. Um, Ricky Starks, I think, is a really good shout. Brian Cage is another good shout as well. I think there's a lot of guys that are in that mid card 
era. Like, actually, I'd love to see someone from uh, like John Silver. Love to see John Silver oh, win yeah. the belt. Like, that would be so lovely. Like him and Preston Vance as well is another one who I would love to see win that belt. Um, like Josh has mentioned there, Sammy Guevara is someone. Ethan Page. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's like a load of names I would love to see uh, get that belt. And lastly, second class Lita said, um, now is the wrong time to reduce your physical media loop. DVDs and Blu-rays aren't being are being phased out, so streaming services can control availability. Don't lose copies. Help archivists. Well, I sort of have because I've given them to people who were like archiving things. Like I've I've passed it on to another home. Wait, like you I've didn't throw it, it in the trash? God no, absolutely not, dude. I had two thousand DVDs. I'm not just going to throw them away. <laughs> two thousand DVDs? Yeah, and Blu-rays. Why? Because I was my thing. I used to buy them a lot. I used to, that was my, my weekend thing. I would get my paychecks. I would go down to HMV or the Virgin Megastore and I would just buy up a load of DVDs and stuff. I had like a huge, huge collection. Look, I can't, I can't even <laughs> this in my head. I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine spending money on DVDs. I just, <laughs> I physically cannot. Like it hurts me. Like I'm thinking of how much money you spent on 2000 DVDs. Yeah, I you know well that's it. I spent a lot of money on them, um, but then I've got no room to display them and stuff. And yeah, like it's so I I've just got rid of them. I didn't need it. I didn't need all of those DVDs. Like I didn't like I wasn't watching them, so they were just like taking up space and stuff. So I passed them on to people who will appreciate them more than I currently was. So I was giving back to the people. I was giving back to people. Like I think that's a much better way of doing it. But I will not get rid of my Ghostbusters collection. I will not do that. Or my Godzilla collection, for that matter. Okay, there you go. Those are the only two you care about. Those are the only two you should keep. No, I'm keeping hold of those as well. I've also got all my CDs that I need to get rid of as well. Um, CDs? Of course I've still got CDs. I was, I was, I was born in the... Like, I was grown up in the 90s. Of course I've got a massive CD collection. Yeah, but it's like you don't need them now. Now you just keep the ones from your top favorite artists, top three, and then toss the rest. Yeah, but some of them have got so much sentimental value, Denise. Some of them are like limited edition on ones. Spotify. Some of them have got I got signed by like when I went to Those? gigs and stuff. Only if they're your favorite artists. If they're not really your favorite <laughs> artists, then toss it. Man, like I've got my my copy of Slipknot Iowa is signed by all members of Slipknot. Okay, yes, what a great keep day. That one. Yes, keep that. I'm not saying <laughs> throw that one away. I'm just saying throw the one from some random band that you probably haven't even heard of in like the last five years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. They're all at my mum's house. Like all of my CDs, You're every single mother. one. <laughs> you know She's what she's doing with that space. <laughs> she's got. The, she does often say, "Be like, are you ever going to take those CDs back?" And I'm like, "No, mum, I haven't got any space for them. Like, I haven't got any room for them in my house." <laughs> That's not fair, Luke. If it was at your house, I'd be like, "All right, you know what? You made a decision. I don't agree with your decision, but fine. It's at your mother's house. That is just messed up. I thought you were better than that, Luke. Take." them off her hands please i feel terrible for your mother <laughs> she's got all my old toys as well i'm gonna stuff. fly my ass to london <laughs> and i'm gonna throw away your things i'm gonna go to your mom's house i would be like i'm here to save your day come on where are these damn cds <laughs> that's what's gonna go down anyway that is all we've got time for oh yeah i've got some cassette tapes as well actually killing me here you're killing me who has cassette tapes me i do i can't i really cannot see netflix give me a show here i will show up to people's homes and i will make them part with things
Like I would love mean Marie Kondo. That could be your yes. gimmick. Nice. <laughs> like, oh, does this bring you peace? I don't know what the hell she said. I only watched like 20 minutes of the show. But I oh, would be there. This is the new Netflix show that I want to see is the mean version of Marie Kondo, where she doesn't go around and be like, Oh, this was a nice thing. You say nice things, and off you go. You're just like, is this crap? Then get rid of it, you idiot. This is yes. stupid. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I get rid of everything, everything, unless it's really, really something spectacular, then I do not get rid of it. I, I am a hoarder, I'm afraid. My wife and I are just as bad as each other. We're really bad for it. Like we were like, we're, we're, I'm trying to throw stuff away. And I, I, I'm like, nope, I ain't throwing that. Do you need it? No, I don't, but I just can't throw it. It's not going. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going right. to show up and just like ruin your guys' lives. <laughs> We have got to get out of here. Thank you all so much for watching and listening to this edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I will be back tomorrow on this show doing the SmackDown review with Tempest. And then this Sunday, can you add him and Eve? It's WrestleMania Backlash. We'll be doing live stream reactions to that throughout the show. So come and join us for that. Join along in the chat. Do become a member. Uh, thank you to everyone who did become a member today, which is Adam Blanplate, Nick Phoenix, Josh Jostad, Valid Mabadapudi, and Planet Dan ASAMR. Thank you so much for joining us uh i've been Luke this has been the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment denise salcedo and that was wrestling jam that jam everyone bye bye hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.